Morning show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome into one and all here on the Catholic Morning Show. I'm John Leonetti. It's Friday, October 20th. we got a great one in store for you today. Father Andrew Winschittle is going to be on. Father Andrew's our Iowa Catholic Radio spiritual advisor. We're going to talk about Sunday's gospel, get our hearts prepared. Joe Heschmeyer is going to be on for 715 and 745 today. He gave a talk last night, St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Winterset, on the seven mysteries of faith unlocked by the Eucharist. We'll dive into it today. Uh, as well. Just that, the Holy Eucharist. We're going to dedicate most of the show to it uh, as well. We will have Prediction Friday live here in the second half hour of the show. Looking forward to that with Mark Amadeo. Matt Wilkham will have your news. Deacon Mark Campbell with your weather. Deacon Tony with your morning offering. God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Will's Family Orchard. Apple and Pumpkin Festival weekends now through October 22nd. Learn more at willsfamilyorchard.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Declaring that U.S. leadership, quote, holds the world together. President Joe Biden told Americans on Thursday night the country must deepen its support of Ukraine and Israel in the middle of two vastly different, unpredictable and bloody wars. Acknowledging that, quote, these conflicts can seem far away, Biden insisted in a rare Oval Office address that they remain vital for America's national security as he prepared to ask Congress for billions of dollars in military assistance for both countries. As Biden seeks a second term in a campaign, pain that will likely hinge on voters' feelings about the economy, he was careful to emphasize that the spending will create jobs for U.S. workers, referencing the construction of missiles in Arizona and artillery shells in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Texas. Pope Francis on Thursday met with the president of the World Jewish Congress amid the ongoing Israel-Hamas war, with the leader imploring the Holy Father to use his moral authority to address the hostage crisis in that conflict. Pope Francis earlier this month called for the release of the hostages. The Israel Defense Forces said this week that it had notified nearly 200 families about their abducted loved ones. In his meeting with the Pope, the representative urged the pontiff to use your power, to use your strength to get these hostages released. 
Substantial recent rainfall over a wide area near Cedar Rapids helped alleviate the worst drought conditions in Iowa, according to the weekly U.S. Drought Monitor report on Thursday. Exceptional drought, the agency's worst dryness designation for weeks, had persisted in several east-central Iowa counties, primarily Benton and Lynn. The drought monitor has downgraded that level to extreme. The statewide precipitation average was about 1.85 inches, nearly three times what is normally expected. Despite the improvements, about 94% of the state is suffering from some measure of drought. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Friday morning, last night, NFL Thursday night football kicking off week number seven in the NFL. And the Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the New Orleans Saints by the score of 31-24 in New Orleans. The Jaguars now with a record of 5-2, and two, while New Orleans falls to 3-4. and four. Major League Baseball playoffs continued yesterday. It was Game 3 in the National League Championship Series. And the Arizona Diamondbacks defeated the Philadelphia Phillies by the score of 2-1 to one in Arizona. Arizona leads that best of seven series two games to one. Tonight, it's Game 4, Philadelphia at Arizona, with first pitch at 7 o'clock in Phoenix, Arizona. Major League Baseball playoffs continued in the American League Championship Series. It was Game 4. And the Houston Astros defeated the Texas Rangers by the score of 10-3 last night in Arlington, Texas. That series is now tied at two games each. Today it's Game 5, Houston at Texas. First pitch at 4 o'clock this afternoon in Arlington, Texas. Tonight, high school football on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. It'll be the final regular season games in Class 5A district football. Sioux City North with a record of 2-6. and six will be at West Des Moines Dowling Catholic with a record of 7-1. The Maroons are ranked second in Class 5A. The game will be played at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Our pregame coverage tonight begins at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock. It'll be Dowling Catholic Senior Parents Night recognition along with the 2013 class reunion, including the state championship football team of 2013. Join me for the call tonight here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And don't forget, Prediction Friday with John Leonetti at the bottom of the hour. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, Atacama Desert is a unique region in Chile with no rainfall for 40 million years. Despite having no rainfall records, more than one million people live in the Atacama Desert, surviving on water from aquifers or snow melts. Wow. 40 million years? Yeah. Yeah, I went back and I checked all the records. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is impressive. Ver- verified. I have to check. Uh, it's the internet, right? Everything's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Very science. Trust so I woke the up, science. I woke up this morning and I, uh, I, I saw it's going to be 85 today. And I th- said, what? 85, and then I looked more closely, and I was in Colorado, apparently. <laughs> so uh, on, on, my, on my weather uh, app. So uh, what, what's the real weather going to be? The real weather. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because we only are, are, are communicating the truth right, here. Right. Uh, today we're going to have sunny conditions, high of 72 overnight, clear skies, and a low of 51. Tomorrow, Saturday, sunny and breezy, and a high of 64. Saturday night, uh, mostly clear and a low of 39. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 63. Currently around the area, it's clear. Des Moines checking in 44 degrees. Marshalltown, 42. Ottumwa, 46. And Creston, 45. Your forecast today is brought to you by Intervisions Healthcare. And we are... 
proud to be uh, neighbors of them. And we have our diaper drive going on all this month. And so you can drop off your gift of wipes, diapers, uh, any any need that a uh, young family, growing family might need here to our studios, 1355 50th Street in West Des Moines. That is your weekend forecast Iowa Catholic Radio Network listening area. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. Thank you, Deacon Mark. Let's go to Father Andrew. Good morning, Father. Good morning. All right. Uh, they're trying to entrap Jesus this weekend, Father. Oh, again? It's not going to work. It's not going to no. work. Well, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not feeling uh, no. us. But uh, uh, it, it, this one's, a, as is usually the case, this passage is a good reminder, uh, especially if we find ourselves in an election year, uh, that. Uh, these, this this phrase that gets bandied about of, about of, of uh, separation of church and state that uh, it's a fraud uh, because it, and it's fairly recent anyway in in, in all in, in other cultures and societies too that weren't even uh, necessarily Christian uh, they didn't have that idea that that bifurcation uh, if you will that that church and state they're oftentimes one and the same. Uh, not always in a good way, uh, to be fair, uh, but it's just, it's a fairly modern notion. And uh, so, um, if Jesus says uh, yes, uh, pay the tax, then he's in trouble with uh, with his fellow Jews um, because then he's being a traitor to them because um, they just despise their occupiers, the Romans. Uh, if he said uh, no, don't pay the tax, then he's in trouble with the people, uh, with the Romans and those like the Herodians who are loyal to the the Romans, um, and, and they're in power because the Romans placed them there. Uh, so uh, he basically just doesn't even answer yes or no, uh, and and the answer doesn't satisfy anybody, mm-hmm. um, and he just avoids the, the, the affirmation or the denial uh, altogether. And ultimately, in the end, we can look back to uh, Genesis, uh, where we're told at creation that every but he is made in the image and likeness of God, uh, so that even though Caesar claimed to be divine, we know there's he's not. There's just one God, uh, and that even he's subordinate to the one true God. Yeah. Whose image is on this coin? It's Caesar. Okay, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Whose image is on you, right? Stamped on your body. It's God, made in the image and likeness of God. So give your life to God, right? Give that coin whatever it is, to the back to them, they can have it, means nothing, right? In the end, all money, everything goes away, but you, your soul remains, and uh, and Jesus is trying to help us understand that, I think, in a in a deep way here, uh, and, you know, they, they try to trick him, he's always coming back on them, which I love about our Lord. Would you give us your blessing, Father? Certainly. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father Andrew, everyone. Talk to you soon, Father. All right, right, Joe Heschmeyer, when we come back, uh, he is live in studio of Catholic Answers. He gave a talk last night, Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Eucharist. We're going to dive in with him this morning, all on it. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-Des Moines.com. BigRedQ-Des Moines.com. 
Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Support for programming comes from Vitae Family Care, welcoming new patients to their expanded clinic. Doctors Gregory McKernan and Ben Schwab provide personalized health care for the whole family, respecting the dignity of the whole person through every stage of life. Learn more at vitaefamilycare.com. Calling all ladies to spiritual warfare featuring Jonnet Williams in person from EWTN's Women of Grace. Saturday, November 11th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. The day includes three talks, Holy Mass, Rosary, Continental Breakfast, and a special opportunity for prayer requests. Ticket prices start at $30. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for more information. And don't miss Spiritual Warfare with Jonette Williams and Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of warranty forever. Offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at dearyames.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, friends, thanks for joining me today. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it. We're going to have... Uh, Joe Heschmeyer in. In fact, he is in studio right now with us for the next two segments here. But do not forget, we'll have Prediction Friday coming up in the second half hour as well. All right, here he is in studio with us coming off of a, an event last night over at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Winterset on the Seven Mysteries of the Faith, unlocked by the Eucharist, Joe Heschmeyer. Hey, brother. Hey, it's good to be here. So uh, I've been in your, your neck of the woods a few times, Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, it's Great a, Wolf Lodge. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's not my favorite place in the world. <laughs> you know, it's it's nice with small children that uh, my kids gotta, love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my kids absolutely love it. But uh, no, it's not my it's not my kind of go to. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, we have to be there a lot. So you were happy with the event? Uh, yeah, I was. I was really pleased with both Good. the turnout and the thing that really struck me was people. You know, as as kind of talking with different people who came. People were saying, oh, yeah, I drove in an hour and a half. I drove in an hour. <laughs> nice. Like, That's uh, an amazing. Nice. I mean, I look, I came up from Kansas City. It was about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if, if your round trip was right. the same as my drive time, that's, that's impressive good. right there. All right. Staff apologist for Catholic Answers. How do you become an apologist? Yeah. First of all, define it. Yes. So apologist comes from the Greek word apologia, which just means defense. So it's just someone who explains and defends the Catholic faith. Why do we need apologists? Because people have all sorts of questions about why we're Catholic. Yeah. People uh, think we're crazy for being Christian. People think we're crazier for being Catholic Christians. And if someone needs to explain why does the church say X, Y, Z. You know, look, I was someone who grew up Catholic, and I would hear, you know, you know here's this church teaching. But so often it was just like, well, because Mother Church says so. Mm-hmm. And as a teenager, that was completely unpersuasive, right? Like, that is not going to keep anyone practicing the just because I said so sort of approach. And so uh, one of the reasons we need apologists is to explain the the reasons for the hope within us. You know, First Peter 3.15, 
Uh, he says, always be prepared to give a defense, an apologia. So this call for apologetics, it's, it's right there in the Bible. So when do you officially become an apologist? Get your <laughs> yeah. little certificate, you know, like what happens? Yeah, I mean, most apologists are not um, given that on a business card. Right. I'm, in, I'm in the weird spot that my job title actually has apologist in there. Yeah. But I think all of us, when we explain and defend the hope we have, now look, that can take a lot of different forms. I would argue when you're just sharing your personal witness, that's a form of apologetics. You're, you're explaining, well, this is why I have this hope within me. And that is literally what apologetics is. So you, uh, you've been at Catholic Answers or with them uh, how long? Uh, so I was doing random things for them for years, yeah. but then came on board as an actual staff apologist. Really? And, so you were with them before? Yeah. I, actually, my book, Pope Peter, I wrote before I was working for Catholic Answers. Huh. I, I had been in seminary, and so maybe, I want to say like 2015, 2016, I don't remember exactly when, uh, Darren Delosier. Uh, Darren! I, yeah, exactly. I know Darren. And he's he's a Kansas City guy. I mean, he's originally from Warren. Is he Missouri. still there? He's he's still at Catholic Answers, yeah. Oh my gosh, I got to get a hold of him. <laughs> he was the one that, because I'd fill in once in a while, and he, he, he was the one I'd always work with. Yeah, uh, he's a good man. So oh, he, really he somehow, I don't remember how we even crossed paths, but when I was in seminary, he would have me on the show every now and then. And then this began like a years-long relationship. Yeah. Of Catholic Answers would just reach out and say, hey, you interested in XYZ? Or I'd reach out. And then eventually they, they offered to bring me on full-time to pay me for what I was doing for them for free. And you can imagine how hard oh, that yeah. discernment was. I know. Like, hey. <laughs> I know. Uh, what, was, um, what, what was a question maybe you had, or was there a, a teaching that you really wrestled with? Uh, throughout your life. I know you were Catholic all your life, but was there one coming into it? Oh, sure. There were plenty of teachings where it seemed like uh, the church just seemed arbitrary. I yeah. remember even, so around the age of 12, I considered leaving the Catholic church uh, because I didn't understand, in the, in the confidier, we make this act of contrition, but we also are confessing our sins to our brothers and sisters, right? And it's like, why, why is the church constantly in view here? Isn't the church getting in the way of Christ? And I think a lot of people have that, that question and that mm -hmm. kind of wonder. And that's something where the, the deeper you go into it and the deeper you go in the scriptural evidence, where you realize, you know, for instance, in Ephesians 1, where St. Paul refers to the church as the fullness of Christ, well, it's like, oh, okay, the church isn't an impediment. The church is the body of Christ. And so when you encounter the church, you are in a very real sense encountering Christ. That was lost on my my twelve year old self, and thanks be to God, I <laughs> uh, believed in the Eucharist enough to to stay, even when I had these questions about other aspects of the faith. So that was just one, and I mean, there've been several kind of along that journey where where some issue would come up. I remember a, a second one was the notion of the Eucharist as unbloody sacrifice. Mm. And I talked to a priest and was like, You're look, going deep here, man. Yeah, well, look, I mean, hey. people, most people are like, eh, contraception, Mary, <laughs> the saints, you're, you're going deep. <laughs> Thanks be to God, that was not an issue for me at 12. <laughs> man. So, no, but like, it, maybe in, I think college was when I had the unbloody sacrifice question. Yeah. It was like, I, I heard this term and I had no idea. Like, we're talking about the body and blood of Christ, and you're going to tell me the blood of Christ is unbloody? Like, what does that even mean? And, and then, of course, this is, like you say, this is a much deeper yeah. question where it's like, oh, at no. 12. Well, that one, that one was college. That that one, was oh, college. that was college. So, okay, uh, but okay. I just mean to say, like, there were these various things that would kind of pop up over time. Your best argument, or the best argument for, or against, I'm sorry, here we go, the best argument against the existence of God. Oh, the suffering. Yeah. Problem of evil. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it, you find these things, and so we too. can say, 
everything happens for a reason, and that doesn't um, that doesn't help at all yeah. when when someone's in the middle of, right. of grievous suffering. And and it sounds like God wanted this bad thing to happen to you, which I think in many cases undermines uh, our faith and trust in God. So like, what's the argument? In, in terms for, of for the argument? Yeah, I mean... In, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of the problem of evil, which we have seen very clearly here in the last few days in our yeah, world, yeah. right? Uh, what, what's the argument that there's a God? Yeah, so I think a few things. First, we want to remember the moral example of Job, which is Job's friends have these really cut and dry, easy answers and God rebukes all of them. So we want to avoid that easy answer mm. kind of approach. We want to instead say, look, the, the biblical story is God created a good world and evil and horrible stuff entered in. That was not the desire of God. He doesn't want evil to exist. He permits evil to exist because he can draw a greater good from it. But you know, Joseph in the Old Testament puts it really well. When he is reunited with his brothers, they realize that all this horrible stuff they did to him, you know, uh, trying to kill him, throwing him in a well, selling him into slavery, ends up, Joseph ends up in Egypt and rises through the ranks after going through tremendous, horrible suffering, mm-hmm. and then is able to save many people, including his own family, mm-hmm. from famine. And Joseph says to them, you meant this for evil, but God meant this for good. And so God does permit bad things because he can draw good out of them, but he never wills evil upon us. He permits evil out of love for us. And so the question is, given that suffering is a reality we have to deal with, what are we going to do with it? Is our suffering going to be meaningless or is our suffering going to be meaningful? And Christ doesn't come and get rid of suffering he comes and enters into it and gives suffering meaning right there on the cross. Mm. And you're right. It's not easy to hear in the midst of it. No, not at all. When you're on the cross. No, no, and it, it really isn't. Every answer uh, sounds bad. Yeah. And so in, in many cases, I think the the remedy in the midst of suffering is just to go and be there in the suffering. Uh, you, the example I'd give here is John 11, right? So Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, or these are friends of Jesus, and... They come and they tell Jesus that his friend Lazarus is sick. And because we're told Jesus loved him, he stays for two days, mm. which is shocking by itself. Because you'd think because Jesus loved him, he, he got up and ran to go get to Lazarus. By the time he gets there anyway, Lazarus has been dead for four days. So even if he had run, he would have been dead for two days. Yeah. So we can start to see like, okay, even this apparent silence, even this apparent indifference of God is actually not indifference. Something else is, is afoot. And what's afoot becomes much clearer later on. But Mary and Martha both say the exact same thing to him when they, when they see him. They say, Lord, if you'd been here, our brother would not have died. And for Martha, this is a theological problem. Mm. You know, she wants to know what's going on. And so Jesus talks to her theologically about uh, the resurrection and, and all of this. But then when he gets to Mary, she's weeping. And he doesn't launch into a theological explanation. He just cries with her. Mm. And, and there's so often where in the, the face of suffering, what we're called to do isn't, here's the kind of book answer to why yeah. suffering might exist. It's just to be with people in their pain and, and, and just to enter into that empathically. How long were you in seminary? I was in seminary for five and a half years. Really? Yeah, I was there for a long time. I was about four. Oh, there you go. I hate it when people quit. <laughs> but you left I, I, yeah well I just, I just, had, I just had my five year anniversary so I was yeah. joking to my wife well I hope uh, we're about to hit that mark I hope what, I don't discern what out was, what was that like for you 
Uh, seminary, I loved yeah. it. It was amazing. Yeah. I've, I've also joked that if I could do seminary for the rest of my life, yeah, I would. That, I mean, just I, I had a great time too. It's stuff like that. I mean, just imagine for those of you who've never been in seminary, what you're experiencing right now: two guys drinking coffee, talking theology. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, and it's, uh, that's it. <laughs> right. It, it was an absolute blast. Where'd you go? Uh, I had two years at Kendrick Glennon and three years at the North American College in Rome. So who's really? Yeah. You were at the North American College? I was. Man, they send the best and brightest there, man. <laughs> well, they make some mistakes. Man, that's pretty good. Uh, every every pilgrimage I take, my group's over there. We always go to the North, uh, the NAC. So it's, it's, it's a all, great view of Rome. Oh, it's awesome. You know, there's there's a debate about whether St. Peter's or the yeah. rooftop of the NAC yeah. is a better view, but you can't really see St. Peter's from yeah. St. Peter's. I, that's very true. And I take everyone there. So we go to the cupola uh, in, in Rome, but not everyone goes with me. Or yeah. So we, we go to the... Um, we go to the knack and, and everyone's able to go there. And so everyone at least gets some kind of view of Rome, but it's just absolutely beautiful there. It is. Uh, who are your heroes? In terms of apologetics? In uh, terms of the church. Yeah. Scott Hahn has got to be near the top of the list. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's so even keeled. He's so thoughtful and being in the same general kind of field in terms of, of the apologetics yeah. dimension, when you see him do what he does, I regularly just think, man, I could not. You could give me 20 tries, and I couldn't have come close to how good that answer was. And there's very few people I have that level of admiration and respect for. He just really is. He's in a tier of his own. Yeah. Um, I think there are plenty of religious. There's, there's a religious community, the uh, community of the Lamb, Little Brothers and Little Sisters of the Lamb. In Omaha. Uh, they, well, Lincoln. they're also in Kansas City. Oh, okay, uh, they, really? they may be. They may be as well. Uh, and, and they're a European order and I think French and they accompany people in these really destitute situations and they have tremendous joy while doing this. Mm. So if we're just talking heroes, that kind of accompaniment, that kind of just living the light of Christ, Mm -hmm. I think so many people are converted by that. They, they moved into a rundown area of Kansas city, Kansas, and just have kind of transformed the area by their presence and, and made it safer, made it more joyful, made it a, a better place to live and exist. And in and, and this simple, joyful way. That, I'm with you. Beautiful. Yeah. And that, that, as you said, will speak volumes, oftentimes much louder than an apologist. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to just God. come on here and say apologetics is right, bad. Right, but, right, uh, right, right. But we can, we can sometimes have too narrow of a view of apologetics. Yeah. I think you're right. More with Joe Heschmeyer here in the second half hour, friends. We're going to actually talk about his talk last night. Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Eucharist here in the second half hour, right? You're sticking around. Sure. Joe Heschmeyer, when we come back here in the second half hour. Also, Prediction Friday we'll have for you. Let's go right now to Father with your gospel and daily reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, so many people were crowding together that they were trampling one another underfoot. Jesus began to speak, first to his disciples, Beware of the leaven, that is, the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. There is nothing concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the darkness will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but after that can do no more. I shall show you whom to fear. Be afraid of the one who, after killing, has the power to cast into Gehenna. Yes, I tell you, be afraid of that one. Are not five sparrows sold for two small coins? Yet not one of them has escaped the notice of God. Even the hairs of your head have all been counted. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. Our spiritual health is infinitely more important than even the health of our bodies. The health of our bodies is indeed important, and as human beings, because our human bodies have dignity, we must take care of them and contribute to their health through healthy diet and rest and all those sorts of things. And yet, if that is so important, how much more the health of our soul? And yet, most people don't give the time of day really necessary as much, at least, as we do for the health of our bodies. We don't often give as much care to the health of our souls, which will live on after our bodies die and decay. They will go to God for judgment. Let us always keep this in mind. Let's ask for a deep spirit of faith, the faith to know that God's promises today in the gospel are true, that the one to be afraid of is the one who has the power to cast into Gehenna, not the one who has the power to kill the body. And so we take care of our souls by spending time with the Lord each day through prayer, by living a sacramental life, by spending time with God's word so that we may be fed, so that we may always be nourished and healthy of soul as God has intended for us to be, as our good father has intended us to be. May God bless you and let us continue praying for each other. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. The annual Dowling Catholic High School Pancake Breakfast is Sunday, October 29th at the Varied Industries Building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds from 7.30 a.m. to noon. This time-honored tradition raises money to support student activities. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. More with Joe Heschmeyer here in the second half hour. We're going to talk about his talk last night, Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Eucharist Prediction Friday, just around the corner as well. Deacon Tony, let's offer a day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Will's Family Orchard, Apple and Pumpkin Festival weekends now through October 22nd. Learn more at willsfamilyorchard.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Declaring that U.S. leadership holds the world together, President Joe Biden told Americans on Thursday night the country must deepen its support of Ukraine and Israel in the midst of two vastly different, unpredictable, and bloody wars. 
Acknowledging that, quote, these conflicts can seem far away, Biden insisted in a rare Oval Office address that they remained vital for America's national security as he prepared to ask Congress for billions of dollars in military assistance for both countries. As Biden seeks a second term in a campaign that will likely hinge on voters' feelings about the economy, he was careful to emphasize that the spending will create jobs for U.S. workers, referencing the construction of missiles in Arizona and artillery shells in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Texas. As the fighting between Hamas and Israeli army continues in the Holy Land, the Catholic Church in Gaza is doing everything in its power to alleviate the burden of war on its affected members. Holy Family Church is the only Roman Catholic parish in the Gaza Strip and is located in the northern part of Gaza City. Israel's military had ordered the Palestinian civilians to evacuate south last week, but the church today still has several hundred people taking refuge in its buildings. Despite the siege and the harshness of war, the church continues to open its doors to worshipers daily, fulfilling its spiritual duties toward them. Urbandale has noticed an up an upward trend in coyote sightings, and the city has a plan to handle it. A first for Iowa, the Urban Coyote Management Plan was created in collaboration with the Urbandale Parks and Recreation Department, the Urbandale Police Department, and the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. The city will soon have annual reports on coyote encounters and will post information on the Nextdoor app to keep citizens aware. Andy Kellner, a wildlife biologist for the Iowa DNR, said one big thing that spurred the initiative is encounters or attacks in which a pet or a person is involved. Kellner said, while this is always unfortunate, there's a lot of educational material that can teach the public how to avoid these situations or what to do if it happens. Is there any dynamite in this uh, plan to, to control the coyotes? Or? You're talking about a, re- you know, is a reference to Wile E. Coyote? Exactly. <laughs> ah. I'll have to go back and watch the cartoons. I was thinking like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, okay, you I know, get it. Mysterious train tracks, uh, you know, it. appearing and... and yeah. uh, beep, beep. Yeah. That's cliffs. right. Cliffs. Big cliffs. <laughs> uh, I, I think the only things that are going beep, beep are the cars in Urbandale mm. right now. <laughs> anyway... And for now, for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. You there, Mark? In sports on your Friday morning, last night. You there? I I am here. All right, good. Are you guys there? We're here. We got you. We got you. What do we got? (laughs) Are you sure you want to go through with Prediction Friday? I'm ready. I got him right here. I think he was 0 for 4, 0 for 5 last week. No, you were a You were atrocious last week. Deacon Mark, he went two and three last week. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just know the three he missed. He missed. I will big. tell you. I will he, tell he was you. He's way outside. I have been really good uh, in the last few years. I know that. Um, this year is not the best for me, but uh, I'm, I'm going to recover this year or this week. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah the, the funny thing is, John, your two teams that you really adore, yeah. Iowa State and the Minnesota Vikings, both won. That were your only two wins last week. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm just disappointed that our new listing audience down in Centerville and other places have to endure this for five minutes on a Friday. Well, I'm disappointed that most people in Iowa have to endure an Iowa game that's going to be in Minnesota this weekend. We'll start there um, with the lowest sum total uh, of a of a point uh, uh, over under in two decades. Thirty one is that game is at. The over-under for that game is 31. That is the lowest over-under in, N- in the NCAA in 20 years. Doesn't, doesn't matter, right, though? What, 
as long as they win. Iowa's record? What's Iowa's record, and uh, what are they ranked? Listen, listen. They're are they five and one or six and one? Six, six and one. Yeah. Listen, you know my respect for Kirk Ferentz. I think he is an unbelievable coach. Uh, He's the only thing about Iowa I like. The only thing uh, about Iowa I like. And he is a class act, and uh, he's going to continue his winning ways this weekend. They're going to be under, though. They're going to. It's going to be sixteen fourteen Iowa versus Minnesota. Uh, somehow, somehow Iowa, again, is going to pull off a victory. It, I would say it, somehow you think Minnesota's going to score 14 points against that defense. Yeah, they'll, they'll score. <laughs> well, the, 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 bigger thing, miracle, the bigger miracle is 16 points out of the offense. That's the miracle right there. Go ahead. Iowa has uh, won eight straight over the uh, Gophers, and yeah. they Minnesota has not won in Iowa City since 1999. So yeah. just some... Fun facts there for you, Mr. Leonetti. Iowa knows who they are. They play to their strengths. Kirk Ferentz knows who he is, and there's just no no confusion about it. They're going to take the victory and go seven and one. What, what's going to be hilarious? They're going to go. They're going to win eleven, but they're going to have three major blowouts. All right, that that's what's going to happen. So they had the big blowout against Penn State. They're going to get absolutely annihilated in the Big Ten championship. Whoever's going to be uh, up there, I mean, it, it may not even be within forty. And then the bowl game, uh, they're going to get absolutely squashed. But listen, they're going to win 11 games, and that's way more than I can say as an Iowa State fan. And, John, did you know that Iowa's punter is, has some Heisman Trophy nominations? Did yeah. you realize here, that? Here we go with the punter <laughs> for Iowa, you Hawk fans. Hey, let's start with t- – t- let's also move to tonight. you got Iowa winning tomorrow. What about tonight? Dowling yep. Catholic on senior night, senior parents' night. Taking on Sioux City North at Valley Stadium. We'll have the call here on Iowa Catholic Radio. A couple of guest announcers uh, coming back to uh, do the game with me. I'm going to say, are they ranked at all? Sioux City North? Sioux City North, no, their record's 2-6, and six, and they're oh. playing their final game tonight. Their coach said they're out of the playoffs. All right, then it's going to be closer than what I thought. It's going to be 65-3, to three, Dowling Catholic. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to... Uh... <laughs> that makes him so uncomfortable when I when I talk about <laughs> Dallas Catholic blowouts because he's the one announcing the games. <laughs> you're, you're killing me. You're going to kill me. Um, let's go Sunday afternoon, NFL football. Yeah. Now, the, the Iowa State Cyclones and Notre Dame have the, the weekend off. They both have buys, so Iowa State can't lose. Uh-huh. But you selected a game in their place, and that was the Green Bay Packers at Denver yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. It's a 3.30 start, and Green Bay is favored by just one point. Well, people are going to think I'm a hater uh, on, on, on all things uh, Iowa, uh, which I'm not. I like Kirk, but I, I am probably a hater on all things Packers without any, uh, without any conditions. I think, though, the Packers win this game. I think it's going to be 21-20. It's going to be right there at the spread. Uh, but Packers are going to get this victory, but it's going to be close. And the fact that it's that close is going to be embarrassing because it's the Broncos. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Pack win. Okay. All right. And our final game of uh, Prediction Friday, uh, thank goodness, is Monday Night Football. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, led by George Kittle, uh, taking ah. on your Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> oh, Brock Purdy. Seven fifteen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I. This is gonna be. Uh, this is gonna surprise you. I think. I. I mean, they, they got a couple guys out, right? I think uh, Debo's out, or I don't know who. Uh, McCaffrey's out. Uh, I'm gonna say 24-21 Vikings win this, and then I'm gonna be in Lambo the following week for the Vikings Packers game. I'm gonna actually be in the stadium for it, and uh, I. I think Vikings are gonna be four and four come two weeks. So that's my prediction. 
okay, so the Vikings are digging themselves gradually out of the hole that they were in earlier. They're, they're gradually coming out. Okay. If McCaffrey uh, was healthy this weekend, I would say the 49ers are going to win. But uh, Purdy doesn't have that many weapons uh, this weekend or his two best players. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be the what? Vikings. One of the best things about Monday Night Football, John, is, of course, the game's nationally televised on ABC, but I love to watch the Manning cast. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it this uh, this Monday night with uh, San Francisco and the Vikings. That'll Let's be go, fun. Kirk. Let's go, Kirk. Hey, have a good game tonight, my friend. Thank you, John. Have safe travels, and uh, it's good to hear. By, by the way, two and three last week. Yeah. Uh, you you got to do better this You're week. You're going to see four for four this week, baby. All right, I'll, I'll hold you to it, my friend. Thank All you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. He's Mark Amadeo, everyone. What do we got for the weather, Deacon? Uh, it's going to be a beautiful night uh, for football. Uh, sunny today with a high of 72, overnight clear with a low of 51. Tomorrow, Saturday, sunny and breezy, a high of 64. And on Sunday, mostly sunny and a high of 63. Currently, we're seeing clear conditions from Des Moines to Kansas City. It's... Uh, we were looking at 44 degrees here in Des Moines. Ames at 43. Oscaloosa at 45. Kansas City's at 49 degrees. Giving, giving a shout-out to yeah. Kansas City for Joe being in studio with You're us today. Chiefs fan? I'm a huge Chiefs fan. Are you really? Well, I was going to actually just throw in, I, I, because you needed a fifth game. I was going to well, say Chiefs-Chargers. Let me ask this. Were you a Chiefs fan? I moved from yeah. really rooting hard for the Royals to the Chiefs after the Royals won the World Series. Okay. Because I had rooted for them for 30 years yeah. while they were terrible. Yeah. And then they got good, and I kind of lost interest after. <laughs> it's like the, you know, you had the climax of the movie. Everything yeah. is great. Yeah. And so I shifted over to rooting for the Chiefs right as we got Patrick Mahomes. It was okay. great timing to become that, that is a, great, a much more serious that Chiefs is, fan. That is, a, that is the time. This is yeah. the time to be the Chiefs fan. I'm going to choose fans. I just avoided being a bandwagon fan. Yeah, yeah that's all right. I, 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 I was about seven or eight years old when I first started rooting really? for the Chiefs. There you go. Yeah, the, uh, up here at the Iowa State Fair, the Iowa State Patrol used to give out these Kansas City Chief card, player cards. And so I would, I would always go to the, the Iowa State Patrol booth at the fair and collect, uh, get all the cards. I still actually have. Chiefs uh, fan I, and a Hawk fan, Deacon Mark. I, I mean, I'm we blessed. We have nothing John. in common. I mean, you've seen my wife. We have you've seen my nothing kids. in common. My teams. Your uh, wife is so much smarter than you, too. How, how has she allowed you into this abyss? Well, you know, she, she uh, I wouldn't say she's a, she's a casual sports fan. So yeah. She just, you know. Because she's she'll she's go with you. Same husband. thing with my wife. Yeah, right? yeah. She'll watch those Cubs game with me all day long. She's good. she'll do all it good. for me. All right. Before cast today is brought to you by the I Am Catholic Radio Diaper Drive, benefiting Intervisions Healthcare. You can drop off your supplies here at our studios, thirteen fifty five 50th Street in West Des Moines. Diapers, wipes, thermometers, nail clippers, bath items, sleep sacks, and swaddlers, as well as gift cards for gas and uh, groceries. Uh, that's your Iowa Catholic Radio Network weekend forecast. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. Thank you, Deacon Mark. When we come back, more with Joe Heschmeyer. He was speaking last night, for those of you that were able to listen to St. Joseph's in Winterset. We're going to talk about his talk tonight, or in the second half hour, Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Holy Eucharist. We'll have that for you when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Happy Radio. Happy Friday. This is Anne-Marie Cox with your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this October.
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Will's Family Orchard. Apple and Pumpkin Fest weekends run September 16th through October 22nd. Apples, gourds, mums, and you pick pumpkins. Orchard fresh food is available and fun farm activities for all ages. Learn more at willsfamilyorchard.com. It's the Iowa Catholic Radio Pro-Life Diaper Drive. October is the month dedicated to pro Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One is proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One helps you live your best life. Find personalized care for you and your loved ones at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Catholic United Financial, a member-owned, not-for-profit financial services company the that Catholic connects, protects, and generously impacts the Iowa families, Catholic parishes, Radio. and schools. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Joe Heschmeyer in studio with us, coming off his talk last night. Let's talk about it. Yeah. All right? Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Holy Eucharist. You gave us one the other day when you were on and we were uh, promoting it. Give us number two. Yeah. A mystery of the faith. Yeah. So it explains true worship. And here's what I mean by that. Oh, I like that. Uh, The notion of worship and its distinction from prayer is something that has been largely lost on us as Christians. And so I don't want to pick on Protestants here. There's a lot of different styles of Protestant worship and Protestant liturgy and all of this. But I was reading a Baptist pastor, and he was talking about how in his church, a pretty well-known guy, uh, O.S. Hawkins, in his church in Dallas, the pulpit is in the center of the church because he says this is the center of worship. This is the fulcrum on which like the entire worship service kind of hangs. And that is a just a really bad understanding of worship. If you And, and so when you read Protestant theologians who kind of defend that understanding of what worship is, they'll often point back to the synagogue and say, oh, look, we are modeling this off of synagogue worship. And the problem with that is that in the first century, what happened in the synagogue wasn't really considered worship. So the synagogue was great. Jesus went into the synagogue every week. Uh, There was readings from scriptures. There was preaching on it. That's all well and good. That's study. That's conversation. It's a Bible study, right? But that's not prayer and that's not worship. And how do we know it's not prayer? Well, because Jesus tells us the only time, as many mentions as there are of the synagogue, as many mentions as there are of prayer in the New Testament, the only time prayer and the synagogue are mentioned together, do you know? 
No. Matthew 6, mm. when Jesus says, don't pray in the synagogue as the hypocrites do. Now, he's not telling you don't go into the synagogue, but he says don't pray in the synagogue or in the marketplaces. He's treating the synagogue as just another public place. Like, if you're going there to do your prayers, you're just going there to be noticed. Look, look at how holy I am. And so very clearly, the, the preaching and Bible study thing is a different category of religious experience than prayer. Because in one, you're talking about God, and in another, you're talking to God. And when you're talking about God, you want as big a crowd as you could possibly get. When you're talking to God, you can do it in the upper room. You can do it in a lonely place. You can do it by yourself. So it's a really important kind of distinction. But then there's a third category, worship. And you can see this most clearly in John 4, when Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. They're on Mount Gerizim, which is the holy mountain for Samaritans. And she's saying, well, we believe you offer worship here. You believe you offer worship in Jerusalem. Now notice, she doesn't say you believe you offer worship in the synagogue or in a public place or in a private place. It's in a particular location, Jerusalem. Where in Jerusalem? Well, the temple. And so what was different about worship compared to prayer is you're not just talking to God, you're offering to God. And so worship comes from worthyship, giving God what he's worth. And so this is where sacrifice and all of this comes in. So, you know, this the mistake is this idea that, oh, people didn't think you could pray directly to God, and now with the crucifixion and everything else, now we can go directly to God. Nonsense. People were going directly to God prior. I mean, look at the uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector in the temple. Or, you know, they're, they're in the temple, and they're both praying directly to God. Well, the Pharisee's praying to himself, but he thinks he's praying to God. So nobody thought they couldn't pray directly to God. This is a total mistake. Hmm. What they couldn't do is offer true worship to God by themselves. And what changes with Christ is now we can offer true worship to God. And this is also what changes in terms of the Eucharist. That now, so Malachi chapter 1, verse 11 says, from the rising of the sun to its setting, a perfect offering will be made. This is the promise to the Gentiles. And we, and we pray this in the Mass because we realize this is the fulfillment of that, that something more than preaching is going on here, something more than prayer is going on here, and it's this offering of Christ to the Father. Give me another one. All right. You're on a roll. <laughs> another one would be uh, all of the bloody sacrifices in the Old Testament. So this is something people are often confused, like, what's all this bloodshed about? So you're, the, the Eucharist unlocks an understanding yes, absolutely. of the bloody sacrifices Once you in the understand what's going on with the Eucharist. So remember when we talked, I think it was Wednesday, right, that Christ creates the new covenant at the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. He says this is the blood of the covenant. Well, with a covenant, you usually have the shedding of blood, or you'll have a ritual meal. In the case of the Eucharist, we have both. And... When you go back through the Old Testament, there are all of these times, like with the establishment of the first covenant, Hebrews 9 talks about it, that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And and Hebrews gives the example of Moses putting blood on the people and on the altar, declaring this is the blood of the covenant. It sounds remarkably similar to what Jesus says at the Last Supper. And you might be saying, what is with all the, you know, pouring blood on people? <laughs> Thanks be to God, you know, we get like water at Easter time right. when sprinkled on us. We don't have blood sprinkled on us. And people are turned off by this. They're revolted because it looks like a threat. You know, hey, don't violate the covenant or you're going to get murdered. But it's mm-hmm. like, well, that can't be what's going on here because Moses also pours blood on the altar. Is he going to threaten God? Mm. Of course not. 
No, so the blood is a sharing in life. And, and in the Torah, it talks about this. The reason under the Mosaic law, you can't drink animal blood and you can't even have like a rare steak with the blood still in it is because the blood is where the life is. You know, this is your, your currency of life. If you lose your blood, you're dead. That kind of idea. Yeah. And so to share in the blood is to have a communion in the life of an animal. And that would be unfitting to your dignity. But to share in the blood of God. If God were to become man and have human blood coursing through his veins that is still the blood of God, well, that would be a communion with God. That would be the kind of thing that would, that would be life-changing. And so once you understand that, some of these strange bloody sacrifices, oh, okay, this makes more sense. This isn't about death. This is about a sharing in life. The example I gave last night is if you ever did the Blood Brothers thing, you know, with a friend, oh, yeah. you know, you, you, yeah. you cut your hand, they cut, you're, you're not threatening your friend. Right. You're saying this is the most intimate aspect of who I am, and you're sharing that. This was done symbolically with the animal because you couldn't do it literally with God when you're making a covenant with him until the incarnation. And then it doesn't have to be symbolic. It doesn't have to be through a proxy. God can literally give us his blood. And this is why John 666, we see many of his disciples, right, returning to their former way of life. Yeah, this was absolutely. that radical. Yeah, so look, look in John 5, Jesus declares himself the Lord of the Sabbath. And these people hang on with him through that. In John 6, he says something so provocative and so profound that he alienates many of his disciples. Not just, Disciples? Yeah, exactly. Right? Not, Not just like the crowds. Yeah, yeah, that, that, but people who had stuck with him when he's making these seemingly divine claims. Mm-hmm. Whatever your Eucharistic theology is, it should be such that even other people who follow Christ are revolted by it. Yes. My my closest friend is an atheist, so he doesn't believe in God at all, obviously. I'm just clearing that up for others. I'm, I'm coaching Joe on what an atheist is. Oh, yeah, explain more. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he he mocks this almost, mm. right? I yeah. mean, and, and, you know, in a way, I kind of respect him, you know, and I tell him that. Like, he just thinks this is this notion that we are genuflecting to bread, right? No different than just going to, to Hy-Vee, which is our grocery store up the street, and just kind of genuflecting down the bread aisle, right? Yeah. He's revolted by it. He thinks it's yeah, absurd. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, okay. and, and we should realize this was the reaction yeah. people had. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's the right believers. reaction if you don't believe it. Right. And, and well, I mean, you I, 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 see what it, yeah. I see what you mean yeah. by that. But the notion of, of God apparently becoming bread should be no more crazy to us than God becoming man. Mm-hmm. That the incarnation is itself, you know, the idea that you're going to see a guy and be like, that guy is also the God of the universe. He's holding all being together in itself, in himself. That's a pretty shocking, pretty radical claim. So the idea that he would uh, humble himself even more, appearing to us under the appearances of bread and wine, kind of makes sense once once you've gone that far. Right. (laughs) What's your next book? Uh, I might do a book soon-ish based on uh, some arguments St. Edmund Campion makes. He, he has a book called De Chimrationis in the 16th century, which is just 10 arguments he makes against the Reformation. And I think these are really good arguments on the Catholic-Protestant questions that in many cases have just been lost. Mm. So I kind of want to do an updated version of, of his arguments. Three, two, and newborn. Yes. Is what you got. And yeah, my... So when uh, you say new book-ish, you know... It's yeah, that's gonna, exactly right. Right, right now, I'm, I've got to wait till I've had enough sleep that I can form a complete sentence. Hey, yes. man, we appreciate you coming in. Oh, my pleasure. I, from what I hear, I, unfortunately, I was unable to make it last night, um, but you knocked it out of the park. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so people so. are very excited about that. You've done so on this show as well. 
Uh, where can people learn more about you? Uh, sure. Uh, Catholic.com. Yep. You can find uh, all of my stuff there. And then I have a podcast, Shameless Popery, which is available wherever you listen to podcasts or if you prefer video form, it's on YouTube. He's Joe Heschmeyer, everyone. Staff apologist for Catholic Answers. Thank you, brother. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Lord, fill our hearts with your love as morning fills the sky. By living your law, may we have your peace in this life and endless joy in the life to come. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died.